Welcome to episode 104 of the Reptile Gummo Podcast. Uh, we had a week off, kind of-ish. I slept. Yes, we had a four-day weekend. Well, No, a- I did not sleep on our four-day weekend, though. No. But anyway, we had we had school on Friday, but there were no kids, so that's an off day. I was in a workshop all day. And then uh, we had three days off, and our kid was like five states away. So. Oh, Joe was gone this weekend? She was in West Virginia visiting family. Oh, she fly out there? Yeah, she went with my mom. And boy, are her yeah. arms tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she got a little uh, sick on the landing, though, when they got back. She forgot to take her mask off. I felt so bad. Yeah. Gross. But, so, uh, but prior to our week off, we took it. Well, let's go into our sponsors, then we'll get into that. Yes. Are you looking for a high-quality PVC rack? Look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of... <coughs> Fuck, I lost it. Hold on. I'm so sorry. You had all this time to get you ready would for think, it. I totally forgot that I had to do this. Again, this is why I don't record this. Oh, damn it. It's fucking hilarious. I was, I'm trying to book our Airbnb for Corpus. If you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack or cage, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. Geckos. You can even order something custom. My eyes shifted when I was reading that line, and I totally lost the spot. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks today and place your order for racks or cages. And he will be in Corpus this weekend for the Herps Reptile Show. And I will be the only PVC vendor there. So come get your cages, or your racks, racks uh, hand job. I mean, uh, whatever. 20, at this point, I'll sell anything. As Andy Hines says, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. I, um, I'll have an assortment of racks. I'll have some four by two by one cages, some with acrylic and some with glass. Ooh, glass. Yeah, picking it up Thursday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning. That's the pickup between 7 and 7.30. Yuck. Yeah, uh, an hour from here. So Even more yuck. Yes. And then I'll have um, a couple of 2 by 2 by 2 cubes. For all those green tree python people. I'll have some 2 by one and a half by 1s like small. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Is that like the GFE size? No, I'll, uh, John Grant will have a bunch of GFEs. I'm bringing him like 10 of them. Those are a great beginner cage, too, if anybody's looking for a good beginner cage for like a corn snake, king snake. And I think I'll have one or two three by two by ones. And it'll be the prices, though. I'm telling you, folks, the prices will be good. You'll yeah. come get you a cage. Um, yeah, it basically works out to $100 a foot. It's not bad. It's kind of how they work out. Yeah. Um, except the two by two, it's a little more because it's. And you don't have to wait nine months to get a cage in the mail. Yeah. And then put it together yourself. With certain other people. Yep. Uh, also, speaking about Herb's Reptile Show, so there is the Corpus Christi Show February, uh, February 26th and 27th, New Orleans, March 5th and 6th, and then Bryan College Station, March 12th and 13th, and then there's April. Uh, April 2nd and 3rd is Slidell, Louisiana. April 9th and 10th is Beaumont, Texas. April 16th and 17th is Temple, Texas, and April 23rd and 24th is Austin, Texas. That is four weekends in a row. I have... Not eight shows in the next nine weeks. I'm sure you also have a shirt show in there. Well, then uh, Casey yesterday, Andy's brother was telling me they have ten shows in a row. 
Oof. Starting this coming weekend. Oof. Yeah. That's a lot. But you can make money. I hope so. And money is good. Because if I don't make money in this run, we're probably done. Nah. Everybody go by cage. <laughs> uh, also, Wiregrass Exotics. Who's in the chat? How's it going, guys? Go visit the Ruas over at Wiregrass Exotics in Ozark, Alabama. If you're anywhere near South Alabama, North Texas, North, not North Texas, that's way far away. North Florida, South Georgia. Go visit. Tell them I sent you, and you'll get nothing off, actually. It's going to cost you the same price. But you should still go see them. You definitely should. We should, but it's so far away. Yeah. So, Rachel and I decided that sometime this summer. You're going to take a tour? We're just going to fucking get in the truck and leave. Me and her and Logan and the dog. I'm glad you said Logan. I thought you were just like, <laughs> fuck it. We're just going to leave the kid. We're going. We're just going. We're leaving. We're not coming back. I don't know where. I don't know which direction. I, we don't even, we're not even going to plan before we go. We're just going to go. We might end up in Ozark, Alabama. We might end up in Yellowstone National Park. Cool. But we're going to take seven or ten days and just... I haven't had a vacation in, I mean, two and a half, three years. Um, Time for one. My wife is going on two cruises in the next two months. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that still blows my mind. Free cruises. Yeah. Free. Give it like a friend of ours, husband ended up not being able to get off work. So she's going on that one. And then the other one, her mom has three cruises in like two months that she won at the casinos. And her dad can only go on two of them. So she's taking Rachel on one of them. That's crazy. I mean, it must be nice. Uh, yeah, I think I mean, uh, have fun. <laughs> uh, but one of those is shirts. That's why you're going with me to shirts. It's a Lone Star. Yeah, Lone Star Reptile Expos. Yeah. Um, so in the San Antonio area, it's north of San Antonio, right? Yeah. It's no, it's yeah, kind of. It's northeast of San Antonio. Yeah. It feels like you're in fucking nowhere, but you're like a stone's throw from San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's another show in May. The only show I have in May. That's what's going to be crazy is we're going to do eight shows the next nine weeks, then nothing for four weeks. Um, so get time to sell, 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 and then make, make, make. Yep. And then uh, that show in May, uh, Rachel will be gone for that one too, but it's local. Ah, where is it? It's just it's here. It's local. Oh, okay. I'll come by. My, my dad's coming in May, so I don't know what okay. we'll be doing. He's going to ride his motorcycle down from Virginia. Cool. Probably so, go fishing at some point. If I can get my kayaks over here. They're still sitting in in Louisiana. Hopefully they don't get taken we off. We can bring by. them back at Easter. <laughs> like a tornado. Hopefully the tornado that's there night doesn't take them off. Yikes. Yeah. Are y'all going over there for Easter? I will be. Yeah, but I don't know is, if James is coming with problem me. Problem is we gotta like organize our garage so they fit in the garage. Yeah. But that's not until the middle of April. Because uh we have a lot of shit. Yeah. By a lot. I mean we have way too much shit. There's a whole garage full That's of stuff. not what this podcast is about. Let's get Too back on task. Anyways. Were you able to book that? <laughs> yeah, I'm fixing to send you that address. It's okay. done. Cool. I'm going to go cancel the hotel that I booked just in case. So we were off-ish last week. Uh, last week, The weekend before we went to NARBC Arlington, which was Robert's first big reptile show. And I really enjoyed it. It was fun. I had a good time. Um, you know, my wife's basically a celebrity now. Um, she was to, owning that shit. Too. I had to it introduce myself to Justin Kabilka as Rachel's husband. Yeah, I love because he had no fuck clue who I was until I said I'm Rachel's husband. Oh, okay. Um, which is funny because we were on a podcast with him. Yeah, and I'm sure he doesn't remember us at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, 
but yeah, it was a good time. We, uh, you know, the auction was a lot of fun. I was pretty well wiped out by the time the auction got there. Yeah. And, uh, after two hours of being in there so loud, I finally just had to go downstairs and then we ate the worst hibachi to it exist was, in the world. Okay. So when we pulled up, I didn't want to say anything, but I was thinking this yeah, is not going to be good. I know. And, uh, it, was, it was not fucking good. Th- it should have been a clue and everything else in Arlington was a two hour wait. And, and they were like, come on down. It was bad. It was, it was bad. We did yeah. not get food poisoning. So I guess it could have been worse. Yeah. Oh, we did not shit ourselves the next day, but no. it was definitely not worth what we paid for hibachi. No, mine was like $65 for two of us. Mine was way too much for one of me. Yeah. Well, you had sushi too, but it was only like $4 for the sushi. Oh, really? Yeah. When the guy came out and dumped frozen vegetables <laughs> on the thing. <laughs> or frozen like chopped little vegetables. No. <laughs> yeah. He oh, did yeah. the onion volcano. At the end. At the end. After we did, like got the food. We were done eating. We were eating and then threw the it away. Vo- the, oh, he wasted it? Yeah. He, he also burnt the egg. He cracked the egg and then realized, and then dropped something. And so he went to get it and left the egg on there. It came back <laughs> and then chopped up this overly fried egg. Well, I mean, you you left it since you hate runny egg. Well, it wasn't mine. Well, it was their well, uh, rice. And then uh, he, uh, that was the only part of like the show that he did was the, uh, onion volcano and he didn't set it on fire and he didn't do the choo choo or any of that stuff. He just, whistle. he just dumped the stuff in it and so Darren, Darren says $4 sushi should have been a red flag. The sushi actually was not bad. Yeah. That was actually decent. Uh, but the hibachi was, and also when they brought us, was it miso soup that had, it was just water. <laughs> it, just it was water. salty water. It was fucking hot water. I think they splashed a little soy sauce in it. That was I mean, I I ate it because I paid for it. I did not eat the nasty ass salad that came with it, but I did eat the. I have only bowl seen of water. James. No, I take that back. That was not James. What? I have never seen James not eat or drink something that either a family member has paid for, or he has paid for. Because I was gonna say I saw him turn down a drink one time. But no, no, I got shit face because I didn't you, drink. You told your dad you just paid ten dollars for that. I'm gonna ten dollars for a shot of absinthe, and I was like, "Well, we're not gonna waste ten dollars on that." Because he was like, "This tastes horrible." I was like, "I agree," but we bought two of them, <laughs> so I drank both of them. Yeah, it was just uh, kidding. <laughs> it was an adventure. Um, then he cooked. <laughs> he dumped a fucking giant pile of mushrooms out. Yeah, an entire forest of mushrooms, and nobody wanted them. Yeah. I think Rachel took like a little bit, and then he was like. Oh. Okay. I, I wouldn't have away. eaten any. I don't yeah. like my I was friends. like, where's Robbie? Yeah. No, Sean Gray, this, this was absinthe, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It wasn't absinthe, absinthe. It wasn't glowing and I didn't see little green men. But it, it was basically just like uh, licorice. It tastes like licorice. And I was fucking hate a, licorice. It was at a bar in New Orleans. At one of the bars. I held up a wall outside that bar. <laughs> You've slept next to a wall outside no, the bar. I held it up. Uh, but anyway, so back to that. So, so we got there. Uh, you got there Friday to Arlington. So let's recap Arlington. You got there Friday. Uh, you hung out while they set up. And so let's go with while we were there. If anyone that's listened to our last episode knows that Michael Pinnell from Python and a Pear Tree, Jason Brumley from Jason, I'm going to mess up. My brain's been blank. I know it's Brumley. Brumley Reptiles. I think he'll tell us he's in here. He will. He'll tell us because I, <laughs> and then Norm over at Royal Flush Exotics. I got that one. Uh, but they, they hosted us. We were set up behind their booth. And uh, we did several interviews. It was, it was a lot of fun hanging out with him. I love Michael Pinnell. He's one of my favorite people on earth. <laughs> Jason said close enough. <laughs> Look, just search green tree pythons and Jason Brumley. You'll find him. He's yeah. He's got green trees. He's got really nice green tree pythons. And then he's got ball pythons like every other freaking. So first off, don't let anyone tell you that Arlington is not a ball python show. It 100% is. Don't Now, with that said, 
there was some other cool stuff, and we'll sure. talk about some of the cool things we saw in a minute. But it was definitely 90% ball python. Uh, maybe 80, 80%? 75%. I was going to go 75. Cool let's go with there, there was. Was, Let's go with there were ball pythons on at least 80% but of the table. There's not a lot of vendors. So, so, but it's, it's big vendors. Right. Bob Vu's there. Right. And, uh, yeah, like I mean, I, Kabilka's there. I guess if you went off number of animals, maybe, but I'm thinking of like, you know, Hail of Scales next to us, and they're 90% not ball pythons. Yeah, but the look, guy across from them, the guy with all the big tortoises. Like I said, I would say 80 to 85% of the tables had a ball python on it. Yeah, I would say that. And um, then, um, you know, we saw some cool stuff. Universal Rock had some cool stuff there. They were there? Well, uh, they weren't there. They, they had, had someone there with Someone it. there doing their stuff. And, you know, I got to meet uh, Brian, the owner of ARS, finally face to face. You know, Spent hours on the phone with him and and yeah. finally got to meet him face to face and learn that they got some cool stuff coming. Some new tubs coming that are yeah, I'm not sure we could talk about it. He was well, displaying them at the show. He had them on the, ta- on the table at the uh, show. He's actually going to have a baby tub uh, that'll be like an FB5 or a V15. Yeah. And it will be made out of high impact polystyrene. So they're lightweight, they're they're less breakable, and they're going to be less expensive. Um, so he was there. Uh, there were, there was something. We got to, and people, I think it's, I think it's on the next episode we're going to put out. We got to sit down with Brett Bender, and Brett Bender had some really cool stuff on his table. And now I, I want a lizard that I didn't think I wanted before. Me too. I want Kimberly Rock monitors. Me too. Those are fucking so cool, man. Oh, little tiny like go on go on a monitor. It just looks it looks like Australia, and it's yeah. only gets like two and a half feet. Yep, and uh, half of that's tail. He said. Yeah, those were awesome. He had some beautiful diamond or uh, diamond pythons on his table. So those were there were some some people there that had some cool stuff, and then we were behind the table with with Michael who had really great carpet pythons. Although he sold all of his house snakes, he showed, yeah, all the carpet pythons and sold every house snake he brought. Yep. Um, and there were the Aldabras there, the big old Aldabras that were there. There was a lot of Aldabras there. There were there was a shipment I think that has come in recently. Matt had a bunch. And the table across from had, had a bunch. It, yeah, I think a shipment of Aldabras has come in recently, and that's why everybody has them now. Uh, so. But if you want an Aldabra, you can probably find one right now because they are out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were two insanely obese Doomerals. Yeah. That needed to take a little diet. Yeah, it's easy to do with Doomerals, though. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else was there. There was some cool setups. Uh, that one table that was set up was like a, a stage, like a rock stage with all the uprights and lights and all that was really cool looking. Yeah. There was a guy in the back that had a big male Blue Beauty. Oh, did, I never missed yeah. that one. There was a Baja he, Blue Rock Lizard. Yep. I took a picture of it because uh, I'm like, ooh, I want one. He uh, <laughs> he just had them in a tub behind the table. He wasn't selling them. Um, there was a giant black throat that was back there. On the back that's the same guy. Same guy? Same guy had that one. And uh, But he was like, uh, Rachel was like, what, do you want to get him out? And he was like, only if you want to get bit. <laughs> she was like, yeah, mine's like that sometimes too. But uh, she had banded out a couple days ago and he was, he was good. Until I walked in the room, he was fine. I walked in the room and he Sad day. started hissing and bluffing and flaring his head out. I'm like, fuck, man, I'll leave. Friend of the show, Adeline Robinson, was there. Mm-hmm. Her uh, her painting went for the best price of anything at the yeah. auction. What, $7,500? $7, yeah. To Timberline? The guy from Timberline, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, Him and Chris from Sea Serpents were going, we're going back, back and forth on that. Yeah, Pretty much on everything. It was Him, like, Chris, uh, and Bob Vu. Yeah. That was... Everyone else was there to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a great show. I, I definitely think you should go to it. Even if people, like I said, it's a lot of ball pythons, but there were a lot of things that weren't ball python there. You just had to find them. And and they were definitely there. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to see uh, Sean, uh, Sean, Ryan McVeigh. 
My, my fucking Sean. Sean shared this in the group and said, the Reptile Gumbo podcast where you can listen to James talk over everyone, watch Robert browse the internet, and watch Katie grade students' papers. <laughs> I'm actually not grading any papers tonight. I'm doing a training. Fuck off, Sean. Thank you very much. Speaking of Sean, everybody go by the Herb's Reptile Shop in, uh, in Brian, Brian College Station. Station. Well, yep. Brian. College? I thought it was in College Station. No, it's, it's in Brian. Brian. Oh, just kidding. The college is in College Station. No. Yeah. The shop is in Brian. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Fuck you, Sean. Oh, we got to see uh, <laughs> Ryan McVeigh, which he had the new dimmable lights, the new dimmable LEDs. Those were so cool. Those are awesome. So anybody that's wanting to Speaking really... of lights, I had a moment of panic today. Speaking of people talking over people. Yeah. Well, you do it all the time. So I walked into my classroom and there was no light on my bearded dragon. And I panicked because I'm like, I just got the VivTech light. There's no way it's burned out. And then I was like, maybe somebody unplugged it or turned it off or whatever. Totally was not the VivTech light. It was the halogen bulb that we had for heat. Oh, the little mini halogen? It went out. But she has other heat on her. So that was mostly just used for like. The VivTech light still working. VivTech light is going strong. Yes. It was just across the room. I was used to having the yellow light glow. Oh, yeah. And the VivTech light that I have was not. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Perfect. Yes. But the, the for anybody that's wanting to do some. We well, could do some really cool things with the new VivTech lights. If you have a proportional thermostat, like a Herbstat, which have the ramp up and ramp down features on timers, you can really uh, do a sunrise and a sunset with those lights. You can ramp up that light, or you could do what uh, some people have been doing. You ramp it up for you know, 15, 20 minutes here, and then take it back down. And then 15, 20 minutes later in the day, and take it back down. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do with that with being able to do those dimmable LED UVB bulbs. So that's really awesome. Check those out at VivTech. Uh, that was impressive. And I'm trying to think what else I saw there. There was a lot of stuff. Uh, it stayed busy. Especially Saturday, it stayed pretty busy. Mm-hmm. And we got to I, – I really enjoyed getting to do uh, the interviews at the show. Um, yeah, I did too. And I think people enjoyed listening to them too. Yeah, anybody that listen to this, let us know if, if that's what you like. Because I'm thinking I want to do that more. Yeah. Um, set up, I, like get an actual booth, set up and and plan it out a little better and have people come in and do interviews. And I kind of have an idea for a couple of things. I want to do like what we just did where we do 30 minute or so interviews, put four of them together for an episode, put that out one week. But I'd also like to do like little 10 minute interviews, maybe like uh, quick questions that we ask somebody and then we pop that into an episode like this, maybe on the audio version maybe not the live but the uh recorded i noticed that dave coffin was interviewing just random people yeah he does that he does that a lot and i think i want to try and pull some people in which is much easier once we have our own booth it was a it was a tight fit speaking of tight fit uh the couch (laughs) great idea it was a great idea and there's a yeah except that britney gobble almost sent me flying into the rafters (laughs) (laughs) shit Wait, I made it all weekend. Could you imagine had it been someone big? Shh, yeah, I would have been tiny. screwed. If I would have flopped down on that, Katie would have been. I was oh, not ready. You think Brandon was mad because we almost knocked his sign over? Oh, Shit. my she God. got over and landed on the table. Uh, yeah. I was already sitting on the couch, and I went to get up so I could tell her we could sit down at the same time together. And before I could get words in my mouth, she just plopped right on down next to the couch and... Bless uh, her. I, so it was for people that was it, it was a an inflatable <laughs> couch, like something you would find in a dorm room. Um, and I'm not gonna lie; I think when we do uh, do these things in the future, 
I'm gonna try and get that couch from them just to set it up for people to hang out. Oh no, they're keeping that couch. That's gonna like be the new thing at yeah. their oh, and, in their booth. Well, you have get, to get got, your own couch. We gotta get our own. Norm, there's Norm says the couch. The couch was comfortable. My daughter said, "Oh my all the gosh, time. she hung out, Like she was not happy when we she had was to like, kick her off." She the was couch. Like, when we left. She goes, "We need to get one of these." I'm like, "For fucking who?" <laughs> She's like, "We should have one at the house." No, no, you we have shouldn't. a futon. We have a futon that is for her that we don't have to reinflate. But yes, yeah, so that was the couch was interesting. So if you're listening to some of the interview, you may hear we we had a system for getting people up off the couch. We did. It was definitely a two man thing to try and get someone off the couch. It was. <laughs> It was interesting. But speaking of folks, we got to talk there. The episode that just went out, uh, make sure I've got my notes here. I want to make sure I remember who I put in it. There's the intro that was with Michael Pinnell. And then we did, which I was super excited on Sunday. We got to sit down with Phil Goss. Mm-hmm. And really interesting. We sat down with him for like 45 minutes and talked to him. That was great. That's on the most recent That's podcast. because he didn't want to leave. That's true. <laughs> I felt so bad. He did not want to go back. Because like, like 20 no, minutes this in. a nice break. Yeah, 20 minutes in, I was like, okay, guys, we got to wrap this up. Like, I'm sure Phil has a lot to do. And he's like, no, no, we do not. We can keep on going. And I was like, okay, I was not at all trying to run you off. I just felt bad because I'm sure you're needed at your table. And he did not care. That was a, we had a great conversation with him. And we, yeah. we got to talk about all the new ACX stuff and, and really talk about some of the issues that are coming up with that. I strongly suggest people go listen to at least the Phil Goss. I suggest you listen to everybody, but the Phil Goss episode, our interview was great. And then we sat down with Norm Barrett, Norman Barrett, who was there from Royal Flush Exotics, and we got to talk about that. We we kind of got depressing in some of the stuff. I say it gets deep. We had, some, but it was good. It was good. It was, it's good to go there. Every I think now it's stuff then. people need to hear. Like I say, but there's a lot of things that people don't talk about in the hobby that I think people need to talk about in the hobby. We talked about, um, you know, making sure you prepare for the worst. You know, and and if you listen to the episode, Norm talks about his time going through the worst, but he's doing much better now, and he looked great this weekend. This past two weekends ago. And then on that same one, I'm trying to think who the third one was. I think the third one may have been Casey Cannon. I think Cannon, Casey Cannon was the fourth one, fourth one on there, uh, which was great talking to Casey. Um, we got to get him on here at some point and talk to him more. Yeah. Get into some real Brettles talks because we're going to get Robert a Brettles and a, uh, and a, uh, Kimberly, Rock. Kimberly Rock Monitor. My God. I think I may be, never mind. We're not going to joke. I could, but so, uh, yeah, I want to do more shows. I'm going to try, maybe I'm going to try and get some, uh, sponsors so we can afford to do the shows because obviously we're not selling anything. It's just a free podcast, but maybe I can get some sponsors to cover, cover a booth or something. We'll get a banner. People come by, hang out, talk, pop on the podcast. But I was like talking about doing like little 10 minute segments to throw into these podcasts as well. So let us know what y'all think about those. We had a blast to get to go around and talk to people, and we didn't have to. And Robert didn't have to sell anything all weekend, so he enjoyed that. So, oh, and it snowed. We talked about it on the podcast, but it's Saturday morning it fucking snowed. Yeah, and none of us were prepared for that. No one. No. Saturday was cold as hell. James I, and I, I my did toes take were couple, cold. I did have a couple people pick some stuff up from me there, <clears> and there was one point when James and I were out there waiting on somebody. And we were like huddled in front of the trailer trying to get out of the wind. The wind and it. Was, it really wasn't miserable until the wind blew. Yeah. Sunday was great. Sunday was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't have thought the two days were back to back. Like it was weird. Yeah. Well, it's Texas. Welcome to it Texas. Texas. But uh, I had yeah. a kid ask me today, how come there's mosquitoes outside? I said, baby, we live in Texas. You just gonna have to get used to that. <laughs> yep. So that was Arlington. Sunday we left, came home and Our child people. had a great time. It was her first big reptile show too. Oh, that's true. That she walked time. around. We, we, I made a loop with her, and she goes, "We know a lot of people here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> we say big. I mean, 
Conroe there are a lot may, of Herps family. Conroe uh-huh. may be the same number of vendors. Yeah, you also live in Illinois, where that's, you know, a normal <laughs> day. Yes, Ryan, it was cold. Shut the hell up. Yeah, because I commented on how white Ryan's legs are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't live in the frozen north. We live yeah. down here where it's not supposed to snow. Yeah. Although down here where everybody is now, shell shock whenever it drops below freezing because they're afraid of last year. Where's the, but after it rains, excuse me, had to yawn. After it rains on Wednesday, Thursday, you're supposed to drop back down to the 30s. Mm-hmm. Shut your face. I'm just telling you it's coming back. Ugh. But so that was Arlington. It was great. Our next show is Corpus Christi. Uh, I thought about coming and setting up, but I'm not going to set this up. I'm going to maybe I'll talk to someone that I, I have a, plenty of room if you want to. I just think there's someone that runs the Herbs Reptile shows that maybe in the future we could try and get a booth and do stuff at the. I'm sure we could. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, I've met him before. I've I don't know. Y'all may, be, y'all may be doing that on your own. I'll be up front working. I've heard he's a dick. Boss lady keeps nah. keeps sticking me at the front Literally register. Literally one of the best people I know. That is true. <laughs> he's was, only a dick to you, James, because you totally deserve it. <laughs> I've said it before. This hobby has allowed me to meet some of the best people that I ever would have met. Absolutely. Ron McVeigh is a great person. Nor, I mean, this, it was funny. Joe walked around Saturday when we first got there and she told Katie, she's like, I know a lot of people here. And it was, it was a lot of the, a lot of our, our Herp show family was vending that. Obviously it's in Texas. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. It's a great community. So we'll get to talking about this in a second about the Lacey Act. I really don't want it to ruin our community, which is what I'm really afraid of. So I want to go to our question for this week. It's it needs to be brought up every every show, everyone right now. It's it's a big push. I know people might be getting tired about hearing about it, but if we don't yeah. talk about it, the it's, it's when they're getting tired about it. Uh, yeah. that they need to hear more about it. Yeah. The the other part, Darren says, I was at my local pet store today, and they didn't know about what was going on with legislation. That's dangerous because that that's dangerous. That's their livelihood because that includes their hamsters, their fish, everything, the reptiles they're selling there. So I mean, that's everything. Yep. So the question I asked today was. Uh, if the new legislation were to pass, how would that change the hobby for you? And would it change your collection? And there were some very good answers. And so I want to go through those. Oh, before we get into that, some, some other people that you'll hear on the next podcast coming out. You'll get to hear from John Feely, yep. who is in the chat all the time. I think he was in here a second ago. But uh, that was fun. Get to hear from John. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, T-shirt Tracy. Don't forget to edit out that part. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, T-shirt Tracy, she, she was finally, she's always in the chat. Yeah. Uh, and we got a little, you know, we talked about. Um, preparing for the worst with her too. Yeah, the, the, the fire. fires, um, which again has happened a lot to people that we know lately. Uh, then Brittany Gobble, who is, if you're listening to the Reptile Gumbo Network, then uh, the girls had him over on in blue. Had Brittany Gobble on. It came out this week mm-hmm. on Thursday. So go take listen to that. Listen to the girls talking to Brittany Gobble. And then I don't want to. Oh, then we had Brett Bender. We had Brett Bender on, mm-hmm. and now I want Kimberly Rock monitors. I'm thinking I'm going to get Kimberly Rock monitors. I'm going to build an awesome cage and do Kimberly Rock monitors at some point. So let's go through some of these people who responded. Joe Smith. That is the most generic name you could ever get. I guess John Smith would be slightly more generic. One of my favorite people that I graduated high school with was John Smith Jr. Thank you very much. (laughs) They made two of them. (laughs) Joe Smith said, I would probably have to pull the trigger on a few species I'm saving for and get them now while I still could. And that's kind of shared sentiment in some of this here as we move down. Uh, our buddy Jason Miloradovich said it would put me in an uncomfortable position of not being able to afford my collection. 
I breed on a small hobbyist scale, but I rely on what I make to go into bedding, supplies, and food. And I don't see it being sustainable if I was limited to selling just in, he's in Colorado. But I also told him he needs to go ahead and hurry up and move to Texas, and then that won't be a problem. Just come on down here. But that is that is a serious concern for a lot of folks. A lot of folks do count on that money they get once a year from selling a litter here or there to help cover some rat costs for the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it is a hobby that you may not be able to make a living off of for everybody. Some people do, but not everybody. But you can probably make a little bit to help cover some of your hobby. It's hard to say that about a lot of other things. Uh, Christian Parr said, uh, "My personal collection wouldn't change at all." Hopefully, I could find the animals I would like to add in my state. However, I wouldn't breed anything unless it was to maintain my group of animals or help a local pet shop. Instead, I would focus more on my enclosures and try to make my house look like a reptile zoo with absolutely insane enclosures. I do think that if this does happen, and I'm hoping it doesn't. We're all hoping it doesn't. But I do think that cages will become a bigger thing. Yeah, I do. You'll see people move away from racks because they will do more elaborate cages because if they can't because they're not breeding as much yeah if they can't add they can at least decorate mm-hmm. uh, Darren Watson said I plan on picking up a few animals in the next few months just in case so Darren's in the chat what kind of animals Darren let us let us know uh, Drew Schultz would really be affected here he said uh, it might not change immediately but it would definitely be more difficult to find certain animals especially as I'm trying to grow the bird and mammal side of our collection and many of the bigger breeders of exotic birds are in Florida I'd probably have a harder time finding buyers for animals we produce, but at, at the scale we breed, it wouldn't be catastrophic. The main thing that would be noticeable is all the people who will call our zoo trying to dump their bearded dragons because they're moving out of state. Yep. Oh, absolutely. That is a big thing. People, uh, I honestly think that your average person who has one bearded dragon won't even know that they it's won't the law and they'll still just move. And, and they, and they probably but won't get in trouble at that point. Technically they are a, federal criminal. Yeah. yeah. It's got uh, been on a minimum sentence, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just a misdemeanor, but I mean, you don't want to make little Susie who's six. Right. You don't want to have the full weight of the federal government coming. No. For, a, for a leopard gecko. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or depending on if this passes specific type of fish that you may own. It's not well, just reptiles and amphibians. Way, your bird. The way Phil explained it is the, the U.S. Uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service will have carte blanche with this white list. Yeah, they'll full time and do whatever they want. And they can say, oh, that fish could live in this body of water in Florida, so we're going to ban them in the whole U.S. Or this reptile or whatever. They don't have, there's no oversight. And that's and it's really how Fish and Wildlife everywhere writes all their laws now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've talked on here before about getting in trouble for selling mm-hmm. the carpet python. That law is written in a way that can be taken two different ways right is it illegal to sell an animal that is over eight foot is it illegal to sell an animal that could get over eight foot that's right. on that like it's 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 the way those things are written so that right. they can use it well like the city of houston is an animal that's capable of attaining eight foot yeah so a boa is technically considered to possibly get over eight foot so they're technically illegal in the city of houston crazy like within the city limits yeah. mm-hmm. okay gotcha which Run. is crazy because you could do uh dwarf boa species that aren't going to get over four right um, Ryan McVeigh said, if you're tired of hearing about it, it's because you haven't done anything yet. So send an email, share the post and understand the importance of this moment and everyone after. And he's right. Yeah. I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, we're starting to see less and less of it when you start sharing it more. Um, I've been emailing just about every day and I also, d- uh, 
yesterday printed out. I, I don't handwrite because my handwriting's terrible, but I wrote two physical letters. I took them to the post office and sent one to John Cornyn and one to Ted Cruz. Awesome. The, you, uh, I think you kind of saw, and it, and it happens a lot sometimes in these auctions. Animals don't tend to go as much, but I think you saw some of that fear happen with the animals in the auction at at Arlington. Yeah, maybe. A you lot, could see that with people walking around the show. Well, a lot of the animals in the auction did not even go near what they were worth, especially the retics. I think that's pretty normal in an auction, though. But I just wonder if people were thinking, what am I going to do with a retic? Yeah. You know, it's so ingrained in a lot of us. Yeah, it's so ingrained in a lot of us that big snakes are the first thing they come after. Um, And so people are very weary about that. But this is, again, this one's after everything. It's like the guy that was bidding against Ryan for that water monitor and won (laughs) and turned around and looked at me and goes, what did I just buy? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a Savannah monitor at home. Is that the same? No. No. Oh, Jesus. It is not. You bought an eight foot (laughs) monitor that could, that needs a huge water feature and could eat your face. Yes. Uh, cool. That was his reaction. Norm said bio setups will be the future. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're currently, but yes, they will definitely pick up. If people can't add 20 snakes to their collection, can only add four from what they can find in their state, those four snakes. And so that is, wow. look, that, that's a positive, I'm sure. But again, overall negative. Uh, oh, let me scroll up real quick and we'll come back down on that. Darren Watson said, he was, oh, we asked him what he was going to get. Sumatran short tail and some dart frogs and a few tarantulas. So, I want, I'm still torn on the dart frog thing. Although I had also on the uh, reptile gumbo network, go check out pint size reptile podcast. We next, yeah, next week we'll be putting out an episode on glass frogs, which are not nearly as sensitive as I thought they were. Really? Cause I, you hear glass. And- oh, and they're just, they look so fragile in that little cup right. and see through and like, Oh, but no, he says, if you can keep a, if you can keep a dart frog, you can keep a glass frog. You want to read? Yeah, Ryan said if they get if they get the white list, uh, every living thing not on the list is illegal. So zoos lose the ability to send any animal not on that list across state lines. Entire species survival plans in zoos just die. Totally. All yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, I've I've worked at a zoo that's part of that. We ship animals to other states because to breed. Zoos aren't going to break the law like that because it. I mean, it could cost them too much. No. So what you'll end up with is. Species survival plans will fail. You'll end up with more inbreeding happening in private facilities or in, the, in even in regular zoos because uh, that's the only animals they can get what's in state. Because that's not just reptiles. That's if they don't put giraffes on the white list. If they yeah. don't put rhinoceros. Again, when we talk to Phil. Pandas. When we talk to Phil, it's not just exotics in the mind of what people think of exotics. Oh, I guarantee you China will pull every panda out of this country. We, um, I posted it in one of my hunting groups the other day. And guys were just like, ah, it'll never happen. You're uh, a deer's an exotic, yeah, uh, right? Well, not a whitetail, but but the they hunt with well, the fallow deer. Plenty and have, of exotic animals in Texas. Yeah, there's. I mean, that's uh, a, all these high fence places that yeah, have exotic. Yeah, a lot of that comes from out of state and uh, overseas. But then even like livestock, it says, it says it continues livestock. But that's horses and cows and right. some. But there are some exotic goats and chickens and stuff that would count as exotics if they don't add them to the white list. Uh, again, little Susie with her gecko. Also, little Susie at the 4-H showing off her chickens Cookies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She's now a criminal. She goes across state lines with that chicken. Mm-hmm. So uh, our, free, our friend Megan Slapovich said we're inundated with post-submissions two weeks ago in the Herb Group. I'm odd. And within the last week, I've seen maybe two. Definitely not something people want to start sleeping on. Just because you contacted your senators doesn't mean now you stop talking about it. Keep talking about it until you take on take uh, till people take action. So with that said, I was listening to uh, the, I don't know why my brain just isn't working. 
I'm gonna have to look up the podcast. It's the one the entrepreneur, the yeah, reptile entrepreneur. reptile entrepreneur. He was talking about it, and he's talking about you know they're at recess right now, so they've gone back to their homes. This is the time to call, right? Because they're and we talked to Phil about this. They're at home. Your your congressman and all they're they're at their office, and then when they get back, also hit them up again. Mm-hmm. Remind them, look. So if you sent it two weeks ago. Two more weeks from now, send them another one. Yep. Well, and the reason I wrote letters is Phil told us, if you haven't listened yet, that uh, they're hearing that, you know, the staffers are just glazing over the emails because they're getting thousands of emails. Mm-hmm. So handwritten letter, not handwritten, but an actual letter on paper or even a fax. Uh, they're asking people to do more of those. So <laughs> I could do it, Megan. I can make you one. I'm not even... Slap like a bitches. Slap some bitches. Slap some, yeah. Established 2013. That'd be fucking awesome. She'll slap some bitches. Established She's joking, but I'll make it. <laughs> I was just thinking, I wonder if that word's too wide to put on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but go back to some of these, some of these responses about how their collections would change. Uh, Robert, you commented on here. Do you want to read yours? You want me to sure, read yours? I'll do it. Um, I, I mean, it, it would most likely decimate my business nearly overnight. Um, I put that we do have a huge customer base in Texas and it doesn't stop me. I didn't put this in there. It doesn't stop me from taking racks to Louisiana or wherever to sell them. Yeah. You can still sell the Um, racks and cages, but I believe it would destroy the hobby as a whole and people would not be buying my product because there wouldn't be a need for it, especially the racks. And we would most likely leave the reptile business altogether and pivot into a cabinet shop. Um, because I, you know, I got to do something. Yeah. Cages and stuff would be, uh, Hey, can you build me a cage? It wouldn't mm-hmm. be, hey, go order this. Yep. And uh, um, let me take a picture of this so I can remember how to spell all that. <laughs> so, making, so you can make her sign for her front door. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a little scary. It's been, it, it has been a very, very, very hard time to be a small business owner. Just on inflation alone Just on the stuff. Last and... Six to eight months, especially. And uh And then this hits a whole different oh business. God, just completely different. This is just like another blow. I was thinking about it too, what it would do for like the herp shows. Because none of the Texas vendors could go to Louisiana and sell, and take animals or vice versa. Yeah. And Louisiana would just have to be Louisiana. I mean, the Slidell show is a ton of Texas people in there, mm-hmm. a ton of Mississippi. Mississippi, Alabama. Alabama. So, I mean that's like we would never see Margie and Flavius again. No. Kevin and Monique, they live in Arkansas. That's true. So they're just across the state line. Terry. Yeah. In Alabama. Yeah. I mean, we'd never, I mean, so, uh, and if you're like a, if you're someone who lives in like New Mexico where there are no reptile shows, you're done. You're done. Yeah. It's, that's a scary thought. You're, I mean, it's because you may be like, oh, well, I can go to my pet store. Your pet store is not getting all their animals from in state. They're getting them from out of state. They're ordering them from a wholesaler or from breeders out of state. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a scary thing. Uh, Chris Sexton said it wouldn't change too much. I would produce less ball pythons. I see, I see a positive right there, Chris. Uh, <laughs> produce less ball pythons, and the collection would slim down a little. No need to keep projects for a rat bill revenue at that point, but I would still have most of my animals. Uh, Will McReady said my collection is focused on North American native species for the most part, so I'm not exactly sure, but it would certainly put a kink in my plans to keep bothrops and let. I'm assuming it's another venomous snake in the future. Uh, I don't know. Bushmasters. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, La- how Lachesis, Lachesis. How would know. this affect? I feel like an idiot. Somebody will correct us here. How would this affect? Uh, I guess they're still counting a corn snake as an exotic, right? Um, I mean, it's an ex- exotic to Texas. It doesn't live here. I mean, we have Slowinskis, but so could you take native stuff across state lines? I don't know. If it's not on the white list, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, maybe Ryan can chime in. I haven't even thought about that because so little of what we do is native stuff. Yeah, Will, Will Jones says they're Bushmasters. Bushmasters gotcha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jason said, "Quit picking on my fellow Oviches." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Dallas. There's another one. Dallas says it would destroy their business. Again, that's Wiregrass Exotics, our pet shop. Uh, if we we're unable to ship animals in from out of state, we would have to sell through current inventory and only carry animals we could source in state or produce mm-hmm. ourselves. So I don't imagine we would be open much longer after that. It's a scary thought. Yeah. Um, Miguel Villa said, I'd still be keeping what I'm keeping, but acquiring some of the obscure stuff that I want would pretty much be impossible. And then uh, Richard Valdez says, I'd quit breeding, which a lot of people would. I mean, I don't need 15 rainbow boas, you know? So yeah, I'd quit breeding those. And then how long before all people that you were like, well, I'm not going to breed this year. I'm not going to breed next year. And then that spreads to everybody else. And eventually, you know, we had a bunch of rainbow boas here. And then all of a sudden, there's none. We can't get them anywhere. We had a bunch of whatever. And we couldn't get them anywhere. So that that is a serious issue that people need to take note of. Again, we, we're going to push it on every episode we have because it's a scary thing. Um. Oh, some of the other things. Oh, we watched a video before we came on here. It's pretty damn interesting too. Uh, I saw this. It was posted in our group. It was, and it's funny because I was talking to Gonzo from, um, stop. I'll do it. Crafty gargoyles. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, what happened there, man? I know. I'm just, just, just uh, names. But at this point in the year, just names don't stick in my head. But we were, he, we were talking on the way to Arlington. I called and we were talking about, uh, why do crusty geckos lose their tail? And not grow it back. And if anybody knows this answer, please, please send send me the information you have, the scientific state, whatever. But it's a weird thing. They they lose their tail. And then you have other geckos in that same area that lose their tails. And they grow them back. So why is it that cresteds don't? Especially since they're doing it to try and stay alive. And especially with cresteds being prehensile. Mm-hmm. And they're using that tail to hold on to stuff. It's not just a useless tail. They're actually using that tail. So it was very interesting. And then there was a video posted over in our Facebook group on by travis on how lizards strike a balance between keeping their tails on and peeling them off and it was very interesting it showed the mechanics behind how their tails are attached and how they they release them they showed that when the animal was like scared or when the tail was pulled straight back that it did not tear off but when they pulled and the animal could then twist his body it basically twist to allow the tension to break and then it could snap the tail right off um, and was, they show some videos. It was yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of like if you've ever had a coaster where it gets wet underneath your coaster on a table, and it's very hard to lift it straight up off the table. But if you peel it, it'll pop off. It's the same thing as their tail, uh, and you got to see kind of how some how their tails attach. That's a cool video. I suggest anybody go over and check it out. Um, especially anybody that's you know ever tried to catch a a gecko or a green anole, and then you're left with a tail in your hand. Just trying to see what else was on here. Oh, 
you posted something about chickens, but I couldn't figure out what the chicken thing was. I missed I missed out on that one. Yeah, I don't remember what I posted. Kate, Katie posted of a new uh, a new wine. <laughs> it was a joke. Just in case anybody took it seriously, it was completely a joke. But a for a mar from a marketing standpoint, this particular wine company, a male wine company, mailing in like you, not like M A L E M A I L. Um, when you shame. order a hundred boxes of wine, you, you get, a, get a free snake. A free snake. And I'm like, <laughs> they're obviously promoting this to the wrong individuals. Um, and, yeah. and Lori signed up right away. <laughs> it was, she was their first customer. Oh, well, I, I shared it because I was going to go back later and like actually look at the website and read the fine print. And our, our awesome friend Tracy did all of the work for me, which was brilliant. Um, so it was pretty great. So if you look at the comments on that post, you'll actually see like there, which types of, you know, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's, I was trying to find the list of, of, of the snakes. Yeah. It's, it was great. It was great. But I think it's like a, a Burmese python. Yeah. A Western diamondback rattlesnake. There's some sort of co- couple of cobras, spitting cobra. I mean, but then of course the bull snake is the one that they used on the commercial and in the ad. I love that it says underneath the picture of the snakes while supplies last. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was great. It was hilarious. <laughs> It made me laugh. Uh, our daughter, this afternoon on the way home, we went to the library. She was reading a graphic novel, and I just glanced over, and in the background of the scene was a painting of Green Tree Python. And I was like, that's Green Tree Python. She goes, yeah, it's just in the background. It has nothing to do with the story. I'm like, yeah, but it's still cool. <laughs> so, so their website says, how does the program work? Step one. Shop for wine. Call and place your order of 100,000 cases of wine. Two, get snake. Expect your snake to arrive in three to 25 business days. <laughs> and then step three, enjoy. Congratul- congratulations. You are now the proud owner of the finest luxury wine in cans and a snake. <laughs> like, it just made me laugh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that is that, that was pretty funny. Because, like, at first, I had someone else in that to me also. Someone from school. I was like, yep, I already seen it. But that was pretty good. I deleted the post I had up from that chicken group. Whatever it was, it's now gone. Oh, yeah. group. So that's why it's just showing the group and not the post anymore. But I'm pretty sure it was a Western rat snake that got into a chicken coop and ate a bunch of eggs and then couldn't get out. Yeah, that happens. It was pretty funny. Uh, there was another lizard post that I shared. It says lizards may be protecting people from Lyme disease in the southeastern United States. Uh, I read it. I, I, I kind of skimmed through the last half of it, but it was basically uh, it was believed that the ticks down here are feeding more off of reptiles reptiles are bad transmitters for disease so those ticks aren't then transmitting things to us whereas up north they're feeding more off because it's colder they're feeding more off of mammals which are better transmitters to us which are also mammals uh and so that transmitting uh, transmittance of lyme disease is much easier up north than in the south so that is what that was all about so live in the south don't live up north and there was also a picture of a was it eagle hawk or a snake eagle mm-hmm. getting killed by a cobra? So it did, did not go well for the snake eagle. But yeah. Oh, and Katie's weird ass picture of, or those the video that you were all happy about. I'm watching of, it out with Dobby. Of Dobby, the <laughs> fucking aardvark baby. It's Ugh. absolutely the most precious thing I've ever It is seen. not. It's a fucking hideous animal. It's terrifying and cute at the same time. Oh. Mm hmm. So the Chester Zoo had a baby aardvark. It is. It looks like Dobby the house elf in which, human Which tells form. you right now it's not cute. It's fabulous. 
Fabulous. Who was it that said they got Lyme disease? I don't know. Just a Facebook user. Will Jones said he had a male crested gecko drop his tail as soon as he introduced a female into his enclosure. Nothing touched him. He just got overexcited and made a fool of himself. And then now he has a frog ass for the rest of his life. Yep. Because of just some weird, cruel trick in the evolution of crested geckos. I don't fucking get it. But anything else? Today was uh, Steve would have been it Steve Irwin's 60th birthday. Steve Irwin's 60th birthday. That's true. Two twenty two twenty two. At well, there was lots of tie dye at school today. It was great. Yeah, no, I'm good. I heard there were like people at schools where they had, like tutus and. Oh yeah, we had. You could wear tutus today. You could wear ties today because our principal always has a tie on, um, and then or you could wear tie dye. So I wore tie dye. I changed obviously before the podcast. Um, yeah, it was great. Oh no. Oh, oh we're back. There we go. Um. And then Friday, we're supposed to wear our Western wear for the state of Texas. Well, it's the Houston Livestock Livestock. on the radio. Yeah, it's also class picture day, and I don't own anything Western. Yeah. So, uh, other than blue jeans. I didn't realize that the New Orleans show is also um, Mardi Gras. No, it's no not. Fucking I, I thought it was one of the weekends. Yeah, Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesdays, March 1st. It's uh, over March 1st. Yeah, yeah. It's the weekend after Mardi Gras. Yeah, Galveston had their Mardi Gras on the wrong part of the year. No, That's, Galveston's Mardi Gras was last weekend I know. and this upcoming weekend. Which is. Which are the two big weekends for parades everywhere. Yeah. I still find it weird as fucking Texas having Mardi Gras. Yeah. But you were like, you have to pay to go to it. Galveston, you do. You actually, you buy a ticket and they let you into that particular area of town. To get onto the strand. To get onto the but parade there's, route. There's parades outside of the strand that yes. you have to. Uh, okay. um, My, uh, a girl I dated for a long time when I was younger, her mom worked for a um, law firm down there. And they would have a big party in the law yeah. firm. It's like, you know, three-story building. And So I've been down there several times. And then when the parade would get to us, we'd all go out on the thing and catch yeah. beads and and then go back into the party that this law firm had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I. So I was born and raised in Mobile, which is where Mardi Gras originated. So I'm used, like there, I got the whole week off of school. Um, and then yeah, we this moved This was the first to, President's Day we've gotten off. We were actually off for President's Day because I'm like, what is this like? Oh, my gosh. Because in oh, Louisiana. yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So in Louisiana and Mobile, they take that day off and move it to the week of Mardi Gras. So that you're getting one of those days off instead. And so in Louisiana, where we were, we still got the Monday, Tuesday off. So one year we got the Wednesday off, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the first time in my entire life that I'm working on Fat Tuesday. And in, so I, my principal has, has allowed me to send notes home tomorrow with all of my children. And we're having a Mardi Gras party. It's going to be great. Are you, uh, you going to do Ash Wednesday? I, I mean, when it comes around? I always go. Like, is that your? Is that what you're asking? Or you can do it before school. Do you know what time that service is? I know. School? I was wondering. Yeah, that's not happening. I was what time is it? Like four, five? It's like five a.m. I do good to get out of bed at six thirty in the morning. He called me in the middle of class this morning. Well, because she never texts back. I was like, "Hey, did you wake up?" Because hello. He was like, hello. "Hello, you're not answering." I never heard it buzz from my text messages. But all of a sudden I hear it buzzing and it's ringing and I'm like, oh my God, someone is like bombing my husband's school. Like I didn't know what was whoa, happening. Whoa, 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 I down. immediately went worst case scenario because he was calling me in the middle of his class. Well, it doesn't hurt that doesn't help that 
Lamarck, Texas City, and Santa Fe all had bomb threats last week and had to yeah. evacuate. Yeah. Yeah. So and I immediately, like, I, was, like I answered well, the, the phone. That was the day we were off. Oh, yeah. I answered they the phone. Off. There were no kids there, yeah. Are you okay? And, like, all of my kids were like, whoosh, to see what was happening. And he was like, yeah, I just want to make sure you were awake and at work. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here in the middle of class. You guys need Love to you put back. Life 360 so you can just look <laughs> and see where she's at. I think we have it. We've just never actually used it. <laughs> Sean said he'll be in New Orleans next week. Have fun with that. Make some friends. Pass out flyers. <laughs> oh, he had some friends that pass out flyers. He did. The week before everything shut down. <laughs> uh, it was before all that. Too. It was It was before that. Uh, was it? I thought it was that year. I thought it was before that year. I'm pretty sure it was that year. No, it was that year. I'm, yeah. I'm certain because that, that was, was right when I started kind of coming in the picture. Yeah. I'll... We were at ground zero before the whole state shut down. Sean's making sure everybody has a job. He'll put anybody to work. <laughs> You're going to walk the street? Walk the street for me. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so we won't be at New Orleans, but we'll be at Corpus. We should be at, are we going to Bryan College? Yes. Yes. I'm staying at, I'm, I'm going to book that same hotel. I love that place, that courtyard, that vineyard courtyard. We just have to book her. We're going to drive over Saturday. Are you? Yeah. Which, I don't remember what hotel. That yeah. one we stayed in when we went for New Year's. <laughs> that one that's like a oh yeah, that's like free wine. That is yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah, I never got my free bottle of wine. Yeah, I think you have to actually go ask for it. Yeah, get- well, she told me that she would go get it, and then I just never went back to get it. And then we made them get up at two a.m. and bring us in. It was key, New so. Year's. So. I'm looking forward to Beaumont. I'm looking forward to the Beaumont later in the year because that means that's the uh, weekend of Weird Al. Yeah, I bought James Weird Al tickets. Did you? Yeah. Well, we should have all done it together so we could sit together. I didn't know if y'all were going. Oh, I'm going to Weird Al. Oh. We were torn between that or Billy uh, Joel. Billy Joel. Yeah, I'm going to Weird Al. And I was like, I want to see Weird Al. I've yeah. wanted to see him. I've seen Billy Joel and Elton John together, oh. so it would be hard to beat that. <gasps> that's awesome. That was like 20 years ago. But... My parents went and saw the Eagles last night. Did they? Yeah. That's all. This... They said they, they played all of Hotel California, the record, took a break, and then came out and played everything else. Wow. Vince uh, Vince Gill has taken the place of uh, all the Dead Eagle. I can't remember the Dead Eagle's name. Because I can only think of Joe Walsh because I love Joe Walsh. That's not Joe Walsh. He's still a lot. Well. Ish. Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. But Vince Gill takes, and they said they don't like, they introduce Vince Gill, but they don't really talk about him. He just, I could see that because he's got, got the same voice. And then, well, Vince Gill sings it's it. And then, nice uh, and then Glenn Fry's son plays the guitar. Yeah. His daughter was one of the campers at the camp that I worked at when I was in college. <laughs> Here's a flyer and 30 bucks for a mouth hug. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Oh, like, I wonder how James knows what the pricing is in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> James, have you accounted for inflation? Dude, you can't beat this hotel in in. Don't tell everybody. I was going to say eighty six dollars. Shut night. your Shush. mouth! Don't it's tell people. Be They're going to want to book our hotel. Yeah, good point. It's horrible. It's got roaches, fleas, and Shh, mongoose. You do have to park and then walk around to come in. It's got wild mongoose. Hush, James. <laughs> you have to. Dodge I think the, they're called mongooses, sir. <laughs> dodge the mongo the mongooses. Oh, oh, I think we're getting delirious. We are. Uh, I'm just looking at all the shows. Guess what show I'm not going to this year? <laughs> but uh, Amarillo. But it will it will only be worse in about two weeks. I'm, I'm very sad I'm not going to Amarillo. There. So my dad asked me the other day. He's like, "So since you've been down there, have you found good barbecue?" And I was like, eh, "Not really." I said, "But unfortunately, the best barbecue I've found so far was in Amarillo. I'm not driving to Amarillo you guys for need barbecue." To come to the Austin show. <clears throat> And um, go with us to the place. It's and I forget the name of the town, but <laughs> but it's called um, 
style switch barbecue. Yeah. And it is. Oh, when we're in um, shirts, there's one in Cibolo right next door by where, where Seth lives. Yeah. A little a barbecue joint. Because we stopped at that one place so on the way good. back from shirts and it was. I was really disappointed with Luling City Market because it's it was, kind of like a Texas tradition. But yeah, I think I think it just lives off of that. The way well, it's set up and what it is and how old it is. But I've been to Corkscrew in Old Town Spring, Jason Bromley. It's very good. My dad also asked me if we found a good Mexican restaurant since we've been here. I was like, we've been to like one. I've found a really good Tex-Mex. I don't like Tex-Mex. So. We want to go to Austin. You've been to Campo Azul. I like Campo Azul. She hasn't. I haven't. Uh, Casey and. I liked that little hole in the wall in the little gas station shopping center that you took us to. Oh, that was the one up it was here like to go to. Right after we moved here. Go to whatever city. Uh, like on off Highway 6? On 6. It was by like a wing stop, I think. It's on your way to. Oh, yeah, right here. Yeah. yeah. Fresno. Yeah. I have been there since then. I liked that place. Yeah. They had good food. Uh, Brian Collar Station. So 13th. So Megan's Megan says, you don't like Tex-Mex. I don't like Tex-Mex. You like, want me? You want me to put this out there? I'll put this out there, Megan. Don't do you it. Ready? Don't say it. Don't say Everybody it. Everybody, listen. They're gonna kick you out when you say this. I don't like what a burger. The either. fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, Robert, the video that you wanted me to watch about the people in Mobile—they also did one about Texas. Did they really? And it's fabulous, and you need to watch it. Yep. Talking about Heb, their cool grocery store. He's like, you mean H-E-B? Yeah. And then she was like, yeah. And that bougie place with the otter. He goes, you mean Bucky's? It's a beaver. It was so, You're bullshit, Chris Eaton. So funny. I, I like it. I We went to In-N-Out Burger because everybody's like, have you ever gone what? to In-N-Out Burger? What? He said the, the 1775 barbecue does beef ribs. I'm fucking there. <gasps> Yes. So we went to In N Out Burger the other day and it was fucking slammed. I hate it. Oh, it's not good. I'm not a fan of it either. It's not, man. There's three burger options. It was so no bacon. You know, Chris, busy. Cousin, Rachel's cousin, whatever he is. And then Matt, his brother in law, they're from California. And they fucking love it. They fucking love it. It's got to be a nostalgia like, thing for them because it's not good. But you know, I remember eating there in college and thinking, man, this is really it's good. It's cheap. Because, it, you know, they, they used to serve it on like a Coke flat and. Um, it was good, but the, I don't know. I haven't had Chris it. Chris Eaton, your taste buds don't fucking work. Saying In-N-Out Burger is the best burger place in existence. Not even so. I mean, didn't we take him? Didn't we take him to like the fancy world of McDonald's after we <laughs> picked true. him up? So you could get a tray of a fries. Tr- it was a basket of fries. <laughs> um, yes, Megan, I've been to Old Bucks numerous times. Uh, oh. I've actually known the guy that owns that place. I have not been there. Terry for years. That's the one that we went to and got for Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, with, I uh, wasn't here for that. When I told you I'm about to spend a hundred dollars on barbecue, that was good. Uh, yeah, they're, they're it was good. good. Well, you didn't have that was the week that he did, wasn't able to get his normal choice briskets. So, and this turned into a barbecue uh, conversation. Just everybody listen. Uh, Jason Miller, Miller, like Jesus Christ, Jason, no, you're he's not, not allowed. Milleradovich, you said, are not allowed to have this much, this <laughs> many carbs before a show ever sucks. again. I agree. Oh, burnt ends are amazing. Megan, I, oh, but the problem is I grew up with my dad who who made barbecue, and so I grew up eating his barbecue, and I love it. And you've had my dad's barbecue, Katie. Yes. You don't like it. I don't know if he's in the chat. You don't like it. It's I, I'll never make it for you the, again. Well, here's the thing though. He's never made like 
his normal barbecue. That's true. He, he Every never... time he makes barbecue for me when I'm there, he's like, I want to try out this recipe or I want to. I'm like, <laughs> no, don't try the, the new shit with me. Also, give me just regular old traditional barbecue. Also, you haven't really been around when he had like the smoker and. We, no, we... I haven't had any of that from him. Yeah. So like, I'm now don't get me wrong. I pretty much eat anything this man puts on a plate and get hands to me. The place like, in Amarillo was 100%. the closest I've ever had to what tasted like his. It was just, you could, it was smoked really well. It was really good. Yeah, no. See, I always get like the let's try this new thing and let's let's try this flavor <laughs> and I don't know how this is gonna taste, but it, we're gonna try anyways. And it's always Sean. Sean can cook too. He had well, y'all had it at New Year's. At New Year's, yeah. shoot, yeah. Megan's right. Burnt ends are one of the best things ever made. Yeah, uh, you need to go buy there, buy and get some from William on a weekend at Old Bucks. At Old Bucks, you know, it's only open on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And um, the the chain place around here is not horrible. I say chain. Well, it's chain. They have couple, two locations. It's two locations. It's not bad. No, it's okay. Yeah, but it's not like oh man, that's some good barbecue. Um, but I also, and here's the part where I'll get kicked out, kicked out of Texas. I don't like brisket. I mean, I eat it, but I'm a pulled pork person. I grew up on pulled pork. I love a pulled. I pork do sandwich. like pulled pork. But I can put a hurting on some brisket. And so the one the one person we haven't talked about. Is our daughter ever? We've who about her could literally eat a whole like, rack of ribs? We were going into places and ordering her an adult half rack of ribs portion. Nice, Sean. Nice, Sean. And they were looking at us like, "You're fixing to order this for a six year old," and I'm like, "Just bring it to her." Oh, and by it. the time they would come back to check on her, it was gone. She'll destroy. It's like she's got rack. like a hollow leg or something. I don't know. So Joe's barbecue and Alvin, I don't know if they still do, but for years and years and years on Friday nights, they did all you could eat ribs for like twelve ninety nine. Oh geez. Yeah. That seems dangerous. That seems it's so probably more dangerous. than that now because you know price the prices are so high, but yeah, and they're pretty good. They're dry rub ribs, so they're not super messy and see I I'm a dry rub. I too, love dry rub for sure. I would much rather have a dry rub like pulled pork, uh, and then I add my own sauce on the sandwich that i don't i'm not a big like man which kind of like where it's just gooey yeah but so that was our barbecue talk for yeah and we all now know that barbecue gumbo podcast we all know that chris eaton doesn't know what a good burger Mm. tastes like (laughs) i mean i'll I'll take uh there's a lot of burgers i'll take over in and out i mean the sauce. Five, threw I was like me Five off. Guys. I love Five Guys over In and Out. I'm not gonna lie. The sauce threw me off. Like there were chunks of pickle in the sauce. I'm not a fan of it. And it was just I wasn't expecting that. And the, if you order cheese fries, they literally throw a slice of cheese on top. I, mean, I didn't no, even know that, that was an option. That wasn't on the option. Yeah, it's terrible. It wasn't it, on the menu. It's like a cheap processed cheese, so it hardens back up almost Sunday. instantly. Well, because like there's you go in there, there's three burgers on the menu. It's it. There's a double burger. Uh, uh, regular, regular cheeseburger and then a hamburger and then a hamburger. Oh, yeah, they're very. That's but that's their that's and, their thing and no fucking bacon. Antoine, Antoine. what's that mean? Antoine hadn't spoken up yet. And he said, "Of course you love five Oh yeah, Antoine. Have I you ever love... had their hot dogs in his mouth? Right, it's not, Antoine. It's not what he's talking about. Oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to. Never mind. It's Moving Antoine. on. Nope. I don't want to know. Moving on. Nope. Moving on. You know who wasn't at fucking Arlington? Antoine. Antoine Hood. Oh, Antoine wasn't there. But he's going to Tinley. Fuck you, Antoine. <laughs> uh, totally congratulations about that. on Antoine for uh, hitting 5,000 subscribers. Is that cool. 15,000 subscribers. 5,000 doesn't seem yeah. like a lot. Uh, I feel like Antoine has more than that. On his YouTube and doing his giveaway um, of a 
ultrasound. That was cool. He already, I, uh, yeah, he that, did it like that's right the second, then. that's the second one he's given away, isn't it? Uh, or is it the first one? I know it's he gave 5,000. Yeah, 5,000. 5, I know he gave one away. James Regola, you let me know when you're going to throw down some crawfish and, uh, I'll bring dessert. Let's go. Uh, it was 5,000. Well, that was, uh, what was the post in our pit? Our, oh, let me go find it. Speaking of food and speaking of crawfish in Louisiana, there was a funny one that was posted that uh, it was from Nathan. It said, if Adam and Eve had been Cajuns, they would have eaten the snake instead of the apple and saved us all a lot of trouble. No. That's joke. true. I can tell you right now, that state will eat anything. <laughs> if it moves, they'll fucking eat it. Yeah, they'll make a sauce with just about anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Snakes don't stand a chance. 345 today in Dalhart, Texas, which is where right where we crossed the state line going to Colorado. Uh, it was 27 degrees. And in Zapata, Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley, it was 100 degrees. I believe it. Jeez. This is why everybody is sick and has sinus infections. Oh, on our, lo- our local snake uh, finding group that Megan does. Did you see where someone found a mud snake? Oh, yeah. I was the first one to comment on it. The fuck? I want to find a mud snake. Yeah. Just found it in their yard while they were mowing. Those are the really pretty ones with, like, the bright bellies, right? Yeah, but this one was uh... very pale on the side. Like, normally, like... I don't know, maybe it's just over here how they are, but like in Louisiana, they are solid black with bright red bellies. So that one had a little bit of like lighter sides. It was a very pretty mud snake. I mean, as all mud snakes are. Yep. <laughs> I thought Megan was going to unfriend me Saturday when I sent her a picture of the speckled king snake that I got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we haven't talked. Well, we talked about it on the She podcast got three cool snakes too. That's true. Megan just got a, a Mexican, Mexican black, black king, king snake. Well, she came and got a cage from me Sunday. Did she? Yeah. And I, then I told her what I paid for that snake. And then she just, I thought she was going to get in her car and leave. She got a Mexican black king. She got a carpet python and then some sort of other king, like desert king or something like that. California king, maybe. But you got the special king. She's still bad about that, too. <laughs> yeah. All her stuff was free. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. That's true. But yeah, you got that special king snake in uh, Arlington. That was, that was your. Completely oh, Mr. I'm not bringing anything home. <laughs> well, I brought home a lot of t-shirts. That's true. I got. I, I don't need Wait, to have two. She had like twelve or thirteen. Okay, t-shirts. I didn't buy that many t-shirts. She didn't buy it. Well, like one. That's fabulous. Giving them to her. Giving them to her. We need to get have Snake and Stein on here because I had. I got their shirt. Yeah. That was such. I like. I walked by and I'm like, you know what? If they have that shirt in his size, I'm buying it. Chris would be a good one to have one to talk about uh, raising feeders and stuff. Yeah. I've had a couple people mention we should do that because he's got a pretty good sized feeder operator. Oh, we're going cool. to get Huff on soon. We're going to talk about feeder insects yeah. and what he does with feeder insects. So we're going to get uh, Huff back on here and talk about that. That'll be very interesting, uh, especially since I'm going to be getting uh, Kimberly Rock monitors at some point. I'm going to have to feed them more. Yeah, because Seth uh, Huff, oh, excuse me, y'all. It's been a long day. I've been up since 4 30. Um, he raises all his own bugs and he's got system. He has a, yeah, he's got systems for everything. Um, that dude should start a consulting business to come set up your reptile room. Really? I mean, you, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm sure we'll end up over there on shirts weekend. And, uh, Rachel came down and she's like, I'm so ashamed of my room (laughs) compared to Seth's. Um, but his, uh, you know, the way he gut loads everything and, you know, he's very specific on what he feeds them and, uh, you know, he does a great job and he produces some amazing, amazing geckos. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was going somewhere with that and I forgot. Oh, but yeah, we're going to have Huff on at some point. We're going to have, we'll get some other people on. That's one reason, again, I want to go to try to do more shows because we get to meet some of the people for short episodes and then we can have them come on and do Full episodes with us, so we can talk about the hobby and stuff like well, that. It gives us a chance to see if they suck or not. That is true. At this yeah. whole, you know, like talking thing. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Some this people whole speaking thing. Some people it is it is rough 
Well, and some people are wonderful to sit down and have a conversation with, but the second you put this microphone in front of them, they're a totally different person. Yep. And it's, and it's funny because some people are fine with the microphone and it's that camera that throws them off. Like if you're not recording a video, they're fun. What's funny is I'm on episode 104 at this point. And like people talk about being nervous, like with Rachel or Heidi being nervous at the beginning of theirs. I was like, guys, you you totally get used to it. I don't feel like you have room to talk for that though, because when you were in college, you were not a fan of public speaking. No, but I did no problem. However, at the zoo where we worked, you were the one zookeeper that I could pull every single time and do programs with. You would do programs with me in front of hundreds of people. I don't get nervous if I get up and speak about stuff I know. Well, that's what this podcast is for you. Exactly. So any podcast should be for somebody, though. Uh, well, that's true. Their podcast. That's true. You're just talking about stuff you know. I Except for me. Except you, for me. When you listen to a lot of reptile <laughs> podcasts, when you listen to the early episodes of, and it's probably any podcast, I just listen to a lot of reptile ones. At the beginning, the first few episodes are very uh, tight. They're they're there's they're probably a little more organized. They are, but. A lot of times it leaves some of the organic conversations out because you're so, I got to get to this, I got to get to this, and I got to get to this. And so it's, you'll, you'll see a lot of podcasts. I hate when people are like, I just started listening to your podcast on episode five. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> Go to like 55. Like skip it. <laughs> they get better. I promise you. Um, I, there are some things I do. So we'll have a, a podcast meeting live for everybody. There's some things that I, I, I want to try and figure out for the podcast. Some things I would like to add. I would like to add, get back to some of the segments and stuff. I want to get back to our stupid people with Facebook because that's always a fun one. Um, like I said, I do want to do some more of these interviews at shows so we can tie that in. That's some things I want to do this year. Well, and that's something that you you enjoy the interview, but that was something you never wanted this podcast to be was just a sit-down interview. So to be able to throw it in every yeah. now and then, I think you're still getting the both things that you yeah, want. Yeah, to be able to knock out some in-person interviews, which are so much easier to do an in-person interview. It's, it's, it's way more laid back. You don't have to worry about technology issues. Um, especially if you're know, like some of our guests from this past weekend who may have drank a little bit before they got there. Uh, it's a little more laid back. So I would like to be able to do some of those, throw those in and then still do our, our weekly update stuff. But I would be very interested in what some, uh, segments that people would like to see. What are some things I would, I really want to get more feedback from people on things they see in the week. Cause I know there are things that people see as they're going through YouTube and going through Facebook and all this, that in the moment they're like, what is this? Or they're very interested and they want to know what other people think. And they forget about it and they don't tell us. So when you see that stuff, it's so easy on a phone. Just screenshot that. Screenshot that and I'm going to try and make a post every week about, hey, what have you seen? Throw it on there and we'll talk about it. You know, And it could be anything. It could be someone complaining about a feeder issue. It could be somebody complaining about cages. I see them all the time. I've gotten better about not replying to every single one I see because sometimes uh, they make me go, huh, people are stupid. Let's see. My news feed on Facebook consists of quilting stuff. Consists of Lego stuff, consists of Girl Scout stuff, and then there's like a little bit of reptile stuff splashed in every Mine now and then. Like sixty percent reptiles, twenty percent CNC and woodworking stuff, and then barbecue because I'm in several barbecue and foodie groups, and then just my friends. Mine's a lot of Lego stuff. Lately. But I have actually been contemplating taking a break from social media for a little while. Really? Yeah, I'm just. I find myself scrolling through social media and then having anxiety afterwards. Like, yeah, just, I hear about people all the time. I just that, that you know what? I don't know. It doesn't bother me. But I mean, if give you it up to, for Lent. 
I am Catholic. Like, silly Catholic. I was baptized Catholic. See, I don't ever give up stuff. I always try to find something that makes my life better. Like, I try to find the I mean, positive I salads, every day. That'd be easy. I, I've, I've been doing that for years. 42 years. <laughs> I'm just linting away over here. Yeah. I try to, fi- like, I try Christ. to. I'm, I'm going to make me a shirt. I'm going to make me a shirt that says, <laughs> gave up salads for Lynn. It's going to be Lynn Champion. There you go. <laughs> God. Oh, man. <laughs> 37 years and counting. <laughs> oh. My birthday's in three weeks, and I'll be 42. This is an interesting post. I just shared it on our group. What is it? Um, it's by the U.S. Border Patrol Uh-oh. of an agent down in the – her last name is Zavala because Zavala's in East Texas. Anyway, somewhere in the Rio Grande Valley, picking up a big indigo snake and getting it off the road. Because she can do that, and we can't. She can't. Well, you can Oh, no, I guess you can't. But I will definitely stop and get an indigo off the road. Oh, hell yeah. And they can write me a fucking ticket. Yeah. yeah. I'll pay the ticket for you. Uh, I did see this. <laughs> I, I want to throw this out there just because I, I love Drew over at the Learning Zoo. He just posted a couple hours ago. The, right. the, <laughs> the He is uh, doing spring break tours. He says, come out to Conroe during spring break for the tour of the Learning Zoo. We'll have tortoise feedings, our petting zoo, and the chance to meet some of our star attractions like our black dragon and our 11-foot retic. Uh Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of spring break. That's March 14th, 16th, 17th, 18th. They're doing tours. Uh, join Zookeeper Drew for a one-and-a-half-hour tour of the Learning Zoo. Meet and feed and pet our reptiles, mammals, marsupials, and amphibians. It's $15 a ticket. Tickets must be purchased in advance. So you can go ahead and book your, your tour. I would definitely say we need, we've got to go up there and do that. We keep saying we're going to. Let's do spring break. We can do it. I would really like to go up there. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it in the next nine weeks. Uh, yeah, you'll be. I have four days to get ready for a show and then a show. And I have to fill orders in there. It's for, um, it's for John Feely. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, just throwing this out there. If you are female in the area and Around you Houston. have nothing to do on April 30th, you can join a bunch of other female herpers from the Houston area for a lovely brunch. Oh, really? At the Learning Zoo. What if I identify as female? Can I go? You don't get to go. You can't tell me what. Although I technically, I could take our child because she's a girl, so that leaves you out with not going to the learning zoo on that day. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Book a tour at the exact same time. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. No boys allowed. See, even Megan said it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we don't have a herb show that weekend we'll either. He man, woman haters club. <laughs> Are you gonna start that with Drew since he can't go to the brunch either? He can't go to the brunch at his own zoo. No. It's girls only. That's fucked up. It's his own zoo. His wife's going to handle it all. Can't kick somebody out of their own zoo. (laughs) This person posted on Reptile Cage, what do y'all use to seal up PVC enclosures to make them watertight? Silicone. So I have a post up in one of the local groups selling a couple rat racks I have. And the last fucking four words are message me for details. They posted (laughs) a thing. Yeah. What's the cost? I just want to comment. Read the last four words of the post. (sighs) <sighs> man, people just wear me the fuck out lately. <laughs> oh, I, I, I literally had a girl ask me a hundred plus questions and I'm not exaggerating. I sent her video. She's like, how do I put the probe in? How do I do that? And then she bought a used rack from someone on Facebook marketplace. And I'm like, she's like, but thank you for your help. I'm like, you're an idiot. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Now fuck off. Yeah, she messaged me tonight asking something else, and I didn't even, I'm not even, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I like to help people, but, it's, you know, it's my job. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever. Fucking people. She might spend ten grand next year. You never know, man. Oh, we got to hang out with Brent and Woody. Yeah. From Venom Life. Um, Woody does all the work. Brent is Brent. <laughs> Brent does a different type of work. Um, Brent had that guitar that he's played all over the country that he had st- reptiles company stickers on. Didn't have a Lone Star Reptile Rack sticker on it. Did you give me um, one? Did you have one with you? There's not enough space. There was uh, literally nowhere to yeah, put one. Yeah, it was one. full. Um, and uh, they auctioned that off. I don't remember what it went for, but it was a pretty good amount. It was like one of the first things they did. But uh, The auction I, was funny. They, uh, they Brent actually had a shirt in my size. I got a Venom Life shirt. Cool. Really? They didn't expect as many people. They actually had to like stop sending people in until people left, and they let people in at the end. But at the auction. Oh, yeah. Because a ton of folks. But I always suggest if you go to Tinley or if you go to Arlington or if you go to now they have it in St. Louis. They have another one. If you go to those, go to the auctions. Yeah. Even if you can't buy anything, it's fine. You, you may not be able to afford anything. But it's still fun to go hang out, watch the craziness that does happen because uh, you're going to watch folks spend money. Just enjoy them spending their money. And then make your donation to US Arc later on. Jason Miller-Radovich must be working in his rat room because he just posted on his – well, he could have taken the picture earlier – a whole pile of rat pinkies from top line constrictors. And anybody want to guess how many 26, 26. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Oh, I was like, Uh, okay. It's probably more than that. 37. I haven't even seen the picture. I I have no clue. 53. I don't think it's that many. 806. All right. So now we're just rambling. Yeah. Uh, Next week. Is going to be another. It's going to be our part two of our Arlington show. I need to record a little uh, intro to that because we didn't really do an intro to that. It's just going to be four interviews. But again, it's going to be pretty good. We sat down with Brittany Gobble and talked very little snakes. Um, <laughs> we talked very little snakes with a lot of folks, uh, but it was fun. John Feely got he did he got an auction item. He got those Vivtech light bulbs and the uh, UV meter. Who did John oh, Feely? Cool. Oh, he did. Yeah. Which I, I played with it at the table. I'll tell you what was cool is uh, Ryan had the UV meter under the dimmable one and was showing me how it actually turns the UV down and up. So just like the sun, it's more intense and less intense. That's cool. Uh, did you see Iguana Land is officially open? Is it? Ty Park posted 10 hours ago, first paying customers. It's a family. And uh, so we are officially open to the public. That's cool. Yeah, that would be neat to go see. Yeah, I'd like to go there. That's 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 one of those places that, uh, I mean, just the amount of stuff that he has there. Mm-hmm. Turtles and all the lizards and everything. That'd be really cool. Oh, that's it for me. I don't have anything else. I'm trying to think if I got anything else. I don't either. I got nothing, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this week, go check out the girls over on uh, In Blue podcast. They had Brittany Gobble. Last week on... Uh, Pine-sized reptiles. We had Chuck Poland. We talked about day geckos, and then next week we're going to talk about glass frogs. Cool. So, so go check those out. I'll have to listen. To, I haven't listened to any of them yet. I haven't listened to any podcast lately. Listen to the cussing monk. That was an interesting one. It's a monk. Me cuss. Your dad liked that one. Amazing. Oh, Jeffy, this is 2022, 2023 road trip. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Please, preferably during the summer. Well, we're definitely going to doing some West Texas herping this year. Yes. 
feel he can go with us to that. He, cool, he'll, cool. he'll have to come east for us to go west. Yeah. West <laughs> he's so far away from us in Texas, he's in a different time zone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't even know there were multiple well, time zones in Texas. Yeah, when you pass through Fort Stockton, you go through, uh, you go into the, um, which is only like an hour, maybe two hours out of El Paso. Um, yeah, you're in a mountain time zone. Yeah. So, we'll have to go out there. I need to find some rattlesnakes this summer. Yeah, because you've never actually seen like an Aatrox in the wild. Never. Nope. Yeah, we definitely make that happen. They're everywhere. That is my goal. Yeah, the the I don't think I've been. We haven't. We haven't. No, we haven't recorded a show since I went hunting. No, we recorded the at Arlington. Yeah, we um. I said the same thing about you, Bergoli. I was like, "Oh, you didn't get Bergoli for day geckos." Where do you see Bergoli? It's up. Scroll up. You missed it. You weren't paying attention. Really? Not me. For we well, could get him on for some micro gecko species for sure. All those I, ones that don't have common names. James, I did actually mention you, but I had other co-hosts and they had ideas for who they wanted, and I went with that. But I did mention you. You were the first name I said when I said day geckos. And then I thought, what the fuck does Bergoli know about day geckos? And oh, I went whatever, with what they said. Whatever. I still need to change the calendar. Oh, I do need to change the calendar. Um, reach that? Damn long arms. Yeah. That's why when he's around and I need something out of the back of the truck, I'm like, hey, James, can you grab that? I mean, I make him get shit for me all the time. And I'm fairly tall as yeah. far as a girl is concerned. Um, but I do. I make him do it all the time. Got to change yeah. my, my gobble calendar. Well, Brittany had her. Uh, Justin was selling Brittany's uh, hognose calendar, too. Oh, cool. It had some cool photos in it. That's neat. Brittany's so freaking talented, it's unreal. Um, keep talking, guys. Oh, oh I'm okay. like, we're just watching you flutter and falter. And Bergoli says, Psh. I love it. <laughs> we're all, all right, we are. So How tired. have we not had James Bergoli on the show yet? We did. We, we have. Did. We did have James on. That's we right. had James Bergoli on. Dude, I can't talk about him. And then we. <laughs> When we, we hung up with him, we said, hey, we should never have that dude on again. He sucks. We did not. Know, that's right. No, we, we said, oh, he's horrible. No. No. Not James. We said we need to have him in studio so his wife can bring us bread. That was true. <laughs> yeah, so we don't actually give a shit about you, James, but bring us some bread and we'll, we'll pretend to I didn't like even you. think about that she didn't have it at Conroe because, you know, yeah. uh, you know they're moving and whatnot um, until she posted the other day about she can't wait to start making bread again. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's why Conroe was. That's weird. right. I didn't waste an entire <sighs> loaf of bread this time around, right? As I always do. Yep. Yeah, Feely. I mean, I know you're watching, but I was changing my calendar to February, so now it's got. He wanted everybody to look at his cute butt. Now it's got some pictures some of some <laughs> other ball pythons. On that. that note. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, James sucks on the what? What? Who's Bergoli? Mike? Bergoli, who is Mike? Why, why are you oh, sucking? Stop! Stop! Twenty stop. bucks. Twenty bucks. All right, we all right, go. we're out. So, guys. <laughs> We will uh, we will be back live in two weeks. And after how many episodes are we, what episode is this? One hundred four. One hundred four. If you don't know how to reach us after one hundred four episodes, find us on Facebook. It's yep. gonna be great. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're, we're gonna get our giveaway. We we kind of skipped on February, but that's okay because March is reading month because March second is Dr. Seuss's birthday for Read Across America Day, and I'm in the process of reaching out to several larger reptile book people. And asking if they would like to donate to Ooh. our podcast and grow our book collection. And all you're going to have to do is comment on a post and tell me what your favorite reptile or amphibian book is. She just has to make that post so we can It's going to be uh, – well, that's your job. But it's going to be amazing. And you're going to get cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, we need to reach out. I got some other people we need to reach out to. Okay. All right. So that is it. 
We will see y'all live in two weeks. Thank y'all for listening. See ya. Good night. <laughs>